fight begin. Welcome to It's Real to Us, the Wrestling Podcast, with your hosts, Anthony the Mark, Tiny Mike, and Tony the Father. What's going on, you guys? Happy holidays, everyone. We're happy to have you with us because we have a lot of wrestling to talk about. As a reminder, you can find us on X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at It's Real to Us. On today's episode, we're going to talk about everything that happened on the December 18th edition of Monday Night Raw. But if you happen to miss Raw this past week, don't worry about it because we got Tony the Father. And yours truly, ready to break down everything you might have missed on the holiday edition of the fastest Raw Recap. It's a Christmas miracle! Because our buddy the elf, our truth defeated JD McDonough in a miracle on 34th Street fight match. With the loser jokingly having to leave Judgment Day, could truth be in and McDonough be out? Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. What's up? The ghost of Christmas past inspired The Miz to risk it all to once again hold the Intercontinental Championship. But all the A-lister wants for Christmas now is his two front teeth. WWE Scrooge Gunther didn't hold anything back and beat down his challenger. Hope you Miz fans like Cole because that's all you're getting. Bah humbug, Gunther retains. With their sights set on becoming the stars who sit atop the tree in the tag team division, Caden Carter and Katana Chance spiked the eggnog at the Christmas party. Chelsea Green and Piper Niven ended up getting sick and losing their belts. KC2 gets everything they wanted for Christmas and are the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. The Grinch, Shitsuke Nakamura, proved his heart was two sizes too small when he read a twisted Christmas story about Cody Ralphie Rhodes. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. An all-out brawl ensued before WWE officials broke up the rivals. Keep the leg lamp on. The feud is just getting started. Tis the season for season's beatings. The abominable snowman Ivar picked up a lot of steam rolling downhill into WWE's elf Akira Tazawa. Ivar picks up the win. Tis the night of Raw and all through the building not a creature was stirring except the Scottish warrior. Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins came face to face and spoke heart to heart before Rollins said he pitied Drew. An enraged McIntyre attacked Seth Rollins and left the champ lying beneath the Christmas tree with no presents. After being put on the naughty list, Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci beat the shit out of Kofi Claus. But with his nose so bright, Jay Rudolph Uso led the way to save Santa and Christmas. Then, yeet miss cheer spread throughout the arena when main event Jey Uso landed Santa's sleigh in the form of a splash on Ludwig Kaiser to win the match. Merry yeet miss, everyone! And in our main event, after laying out cookies and milk and being good all year, 
The Creed brothers were rewarded by getting run over by a reindeer. You ain't the only one, Grandma. The Judgment Day used the evil powers of Krampus to hand Julius and Brutus their first loss on Raw. Ho, ho, ho! All rise for the undisputed tag team champions, Damian Priest and Finn Balor. And to all, a good night. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the holiday episode of It's Real to Us. I'm Anthony the Mark, joined alongside Tony the Father and Mikey P. We're going to be talking about everything that happened on the December 18th edition of Monday Night Raw. Lots and lots to get to, so we're just going to jump right on into it and start with the main event. Sound good, guys? I'm a little lost on why I, I'm Mikey P. We have the same last name. Yeah, but I felt it came more to you naturally, so I don't know. I just kind of went with it. Mikey P. That's You're Tony name. P. Oh, yeah, so what? I'm, I'm the father on the show. You're Mikey P on the show. It's a great name. Imagine calling Nate, Nate R. Santino Paciello should have been his name. So technically, I was going to call him Sonny Boy when he was younger. So I think we should just call him Sonny on the show. We could come up with a couple of names and do a poll. That's what we did for me. I just think Mikey P is lame. So what would you rather be called? I don't know. So why don't we do Santino or Sonny? Sonny Boy. That's a great name. Uh, you're really pushing Sonny. Be honest. If your name was Santino right now, how cool would that be? Santino Passiello. You know how many Italian references I would get thrown my way? Yes. So many doors open in Genovese and Bonanno and all the crime families. You have an opportunity to go right in. It's in right now, too. The DeVito, Tommy DeVito, the cutlets. Tommy DeVito just fired his agent because he's pissed off about being too Italian. So you and Tommy DeVito are the same. You're pissed off about being too Italian. No, I'm not pissed off about being too Italian. It's just like you're calling me by my last initials of our last name. Well, in all fairness, you got the nickname Mikey P. Two episodes into the show, so it's still a working title. When I worked at Boulders, my nickname was Tiny Mike, actually. It was great because, like, all the customers thought it was hysterical, so I got extra tips. There we go. Tiny Mike, then. Why don't we call you Tiny Mike on the show? You had the tiny hands. I did to... have tiny hands. There you go. Tiny yeah. Mike. Do you want to be Tiny Mike? I'm, I'm okay with Tiny Mike. That was a fun nickname. Okay. Tiny Mike. Tiny Mike. There we go. We got it. So, Tiny Mike, Tony the Father, you guys ready to talk about Raw? Yeah, we're ready, baby. Let's go. Monday Night Raw Breakdown. Breakdown. All right, we're back and we're talking about the Christmas episode of Monday Night Raw. And we're going to jump right on into the main event where Damian Priest and Finn Balor successfully defeated the Creed Brothers to retain the WWE Undisputed Tag Team titles. So right off the bat, do you guys think this was the right decision to keep the titles on Priest and Balor? Yeah. If you put the belts on the Creed brothers, hypothetically, what's your direction? I'm tired of this. Wins two matches, gets a title shot for the young guy. Make it mean something. You could make the argument that Judgment Day is the most dominant force in WWE right now. Bloodline. No, no way. Judgment Day is better than the Bloodline right now. There's a women's champion. There's a tag team champion. There's five of them. The, the Bloodline's falling apart. How do you take the titles off of the most dominant force in WWE right now, before the Royal Rumble, before WrestleMania. It was definitely the right move to have them win. Yeah, I agree it was the right move to have them win. I want to see more frustration within the Judgment Day before Finn and Damian drop the titles. But I want to talk about the Creed brothers for a minute. What was your impression of Julius and Brutus's performance in the main event and on Raw so far? Basically, the last couple of weeks is when I'm really starting to focus on them. And they impressed me. 
you know, Julius and Brutus, they, they got it all. I think they're a future tag team force to be reckoned with in the WWE, but it's just not their time yet. Yeah, I'm not really sold on these two, like, at all. Just going off of last night, what was the thing they did backstage when they were fanboying over Cody Rhodes? The Creed brothers were warming up for the main event match, and Cody Rhodes enters the frame, and he goes, just wanted to wish you boys luck, and thank you for having my back last week against Shinsuke, because they saved him at the end of the show. He leaves frame, and Julius and Brutus go, oh my god, it was Cody Rhodes. Did you see that? That's why he's the GOAT. Yeah, how is he the GOAT? What does he have accomplished? What, he has an IC title reign, maybe a few tag team championships, uh, he had a mustache gimmick, he wore a mask a little bit, he was doing the stardust thing that's your goat that's a two-time intercontinental champion to you michael okay he's won it twice he beat the big show by accident still counts but let's get back to the creed brothers i think they need to grow as performers especially on the mic a little bit but i think they do get there tony what do you think they got a lot of upside and i think they're gonna go places and of course they're gonna look up to people like cody rhodes why wouldn't they they just seemed like absolute losers. Brutus was not good in ring. He has the Brutus ball, which is fun and cool. And Julius, does he undersells everything, and then he just does flips and power slams. Like, I get that's eye-popping, but for what I like in my wrestling, they're just so impatient. He even kicked out at the finish at the end. Yeah, so Damian Priest hit a South of Heaven choke slam, and he got the three count, but Julius... He threw his shoulder up right after the three count. You weren't sure if it was mistiming, if Julius thought he was supposed to kick out, or if that was how WWE intended it to be. Maybe they wanted it to look like Julius was so strong that he was just about to kick out to kind of protect them. It didn't come off like that to me. When Damien got up after the pin, he was pissed. And every time you see this situation happen, what do they do? They just beat up more on the the person that they just pinned. Randy Orton did it to Kofi, I think. And then he called him stupid or something. He should have kicked out about a second or two after the three count. He kicked out basically simultaneously with the three count. So that's definitely on him. But overall, you got to remember, give these guys a little bit of leeway. They're rookies, basically, to the big show. How could you not love two burly brothers that are wrestling together? I think they're going to go places. Considering they've only been wrestling for three years, I am very impressed with them, and I see a lot of potential. But as of right now, they came across as dweebs. Yeah, losers. You got to let them grow a little bit. So give them a shot. I think they're doing a good job. I think they're doing a good job, too, and we're going to give them a chance. We're going to let them develop. But while we do that, let's talk about what else happened with the Judgment Day on Raw. Specifically, J.D. McDonough versus R-Truth. It was a miracle on 34th Street fight, and there was a joking stipulation a part of this match. It was a loser leaves the Judgment Day match. So Truth ends up winning, and all the speculation comes up, is JD out of the Judgment Day? We found out later backstage that's not the case. Damian Priest teased him a little bit, and he's like, how could you lose to R-Truth? But you're obviously still in the Judgment Day. My thing with R-Truth is... I don't know why. Is it me or does he just look like jacked? He looks incredible. This was his first match in over a year, and I thought he looked great. I know he's this funny character, but I don't know. I can see him doing some damage with the U.S. belt. No chance. <laughs> he's must-watch TV since he's come back. He's always going to be this comedic relief guy. I don't think that at this point he's going to go back to serious little Jimmy mode, you know? he's just Little Jimmy was serious? Little Jimmy was the most serious his character was. I definitely could see him being the next member of New Day. He could take Big E's role. Why not? I'm going to steal your thunder and put him in the Hurt Business. Now he's got to go in a group that's fun and it's laughing and they're having a good time and they're joking and they're throwing pancakes. That's our truth. He could fit perfect into that. 
Biggie's got a broken neck. Xavier Woods was nowhere to be seen this past week. And Kofi Kingston was wearing a Santa Claus suit, shaking his butt. Our truth maybe pulls it together. The three of them back, that could be fun. The story that WWE is obviously going with is... Will R-Truth be a member of the Judgment Day? We mentioned it a week ago. Maybe it's a Bloodline-esque story where a comedic piece is thrusted into this serious group and it just elevates everyone. You see Damian Priest when they're out there. He's laughing hysterical. He can't keep a straight face. It reminds you of when Sami Zayn got Roman Reigns, Jey Uso to break character by being Usi. That's an awesome point. You know? You sold me. Let's put R-Truth in the Judgment Day. What does mommy think about our truth Is uh, Has she really said anything about him, pros or cons? She doesn't take him serious like Damian Priest, Finn Balor, and the other members of the Judgment Day, so they don't really see the harm in messing around with him. Now, Rhea was upset that JD lost to our truth because that reflects bad on everyone in the Judgment Day, but she hasn't put her foot down and said, no one talked to our truth Let me tell you why our truth won't work with Judgment Day. He's too big of a character. He would overshadow the whole Judgment Day, and I don't think that's what they want. Quick question. Is Rhea our, like, unanimous Woman of the Year wrestler? Yeah, but... How is he overshadowing that, then? He's not overshadowing the Women's Championship. He's overshadowing the persona, the overall aura of the group. When R-Truth is around, everybody around him goes down, takes a little step backwards. It's a nice little bit right now, what's going on. It makes it a little comical, a little of this. But if you put him in long-term like Sami Zayn went into the bloodline, it's not going to work. See, here's where I'm going to spin zone this. Do you guys remember what JD was wearing on his head this past week? Yeah, he had a bandana. Exactly. You know who wears bandanas? Who? Gangs. You know who has <laughs> gang involvement? <laughs> the Judgment Day. Our truth Oh, wait, he did. was boys with Tupac, yeah, back in the day. He wants to get into the JD as, as like a gang member, because back in the day, when he was trying to make his music career big, that's where he faced issues with the law. He started selling drugs and he was arrested. Now, who's on TV every week? The Judgment Day. The Judgment Day. That gives him airtime every week to come down singing his song to relaunch his music career. Again, the history repeats itself. He's using gangs to get his music career on the map. What about his drug dealing career? Is he trying to get that started again? No, he doesn't need to sell drugs because he's got the Judgment Day to showcase his music abilities. Also, maybe help him sell drugs. <laughs> That's just a side bonus, yeah. Whether Tony wants to admit it or not, our truth may very well be a part of the Judgment Day soon. He's got the argument. He beat JD in a loser leaves the Judgment Day match. That too. That's everything. Our truth he has gang ties. He knows how to well oil the machine. Ties. He won the match on, what, 34th Miracle on Christmas Street? Your whole philosophy is built around JD wearing a bandana, so I'm not sure that's going to hold up. But let's leave that there and let's move on. The ring generals successfully defended the Intercontinental Championship against The Miz in a hard-fought match. And the stipulation in this match was, if The Miz lost, which he did, he can no longer challenge for Gunther's IC title. So overall, what did we think? Once again... I love seeing The Miz being relevant in these matches. I would have liked to see him got a W over Gunther, but, you know, Gunther's too big to take a loss to The Miz at this point. But I, I think this is going to propel Miz into 2024. You're going to see him relevant in a, maybe a title run someplace. I really do. I think The Miz is good at what he does. He's got his role in everything. But Gunther is a different being. He brings it out of everybody. Who do you think his next challenge is going to be? It's got to be a Roman type of guy or a Seth type of guy. The next move for him is to move higher. And, you know, who else is out there? Maybe he fights a, a Randy Orton or a CM Punk. But he's not going to be losing to a Miz type of wrestler. He's going to go to the next level. You could see it. It's going to happen. Why not give Gunther J. Uso? 
Boo. Jey Uso sucks. He hasn't won a match all year, I think. You are so wrong because as... Check out his solo record on Raw. Over the last week, he's 1-0 because in our next match, Jey Uso defeated Ludwig Kaiser. Yeah, but why do you want to oh, give yeah. him Jey Uso? <laughs> so Jey loses? Jey's not going to win that title. You know that. I just think it's a good match to keep both Gunther and Uso busy for the time being because you can't put Gunther up against Roman yet. You can't put him up against Seth Rollins yet. He's still the Intercontinental Champion, and that is his main priority. So if you're going to do that, it's going to have to happen after Mania. So in the interim, while Jey Uso's penciled in to face his brother Jimmy at WrestleMania, why not have Gunther go up against arguably the hottest babyface on Raw? And we saw this past week that there were some difficulties between Jey Uso and Imperium. You know, I guess you could get a run out of that, Jay versus Gunther, but it's not going to help Jay at all. Jay's almost bulletproof at this point. The people love him, and everyone loses to Gunther. He's not going to lose any credibility if he goes down to Gunther. Unless you put Jay against Gunther, you make a good point, and you let Jay beat Gunther, that opens up Gunther to go to that next level against Roman Reigns, possibly. So something like that could happen. You know what? You do have a good point. I could see him losing to a guy like Uso, because it would allow Gunther now to take that next step. How cool would Gunther versus Roman at WrestleMania be? Personally, what I want to see is Gunther hold this belt up until, was it Bash at Berlin? Then meet up with either like the world heavyweight holder or Roman. Because then you give him this big, huge win. He's both champions. You're going to have this title versus title. Some guy's going to have two belts again? Yeah, Seth and John Cena did it. Also, Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior did it been done before yeah for sure. i know it's been done before but if you're gonna do it with anybody how about okay this one guy hasn't lost in a year and a half this other guy hasn't lost in four years boom <laughs> it's a huge match but that means roman retains at mania roman's so retaining at mania oh, i don't know about that what if you put gunther back in the rumble this year is it possible and he wins the rumble and he states that i want to fight roman for the title and he relinquishes his belt and they have a tournament to take his belt what's wrong with that I mean, we're just getting down a rabbit hole of predictions now. So let's kind of dial it back and go back to Raw, and let's talk about Kaiser and Vinci before attacking Kofi were scalded at by Gunther backstage saying, you guys need to impress me more. What do you think Gunther does to punish these guys when he comes back? I don't know, and I hate this stupid angle. Just keep Imperium, the three European brute heads strong. There's no need to play the favorites card or you know, I'm going to kick you out and kick you out because there's nobody else to recruit. What are we getting, Ilya? Well, he doesn't need to kick them out, but he could just be disgusted with them. I like Tiny Mike's. Uh, uh, take. I like Tiny Mike's take on what he just said. What is he going to do? Kick him out? I think Gunther should get somebody, have a new sidekick. He should get our truth. Kaiser and Vinci should fight, and the losers out of the group. Maybe you lose so much leverage that it just doesn't make sense. Not if Gunther recruits another member to come in. He's got another German or Austrian or whoever the hell he gets somebody, and he brings them in. Omas, Omas in the Imperium. Uh, that'd be a fun look. It would make no sense. Do we put Omas in a suit? He's Nigerian. <laughs> what about Omas in New Day? <laughs> <laughs> that could be great. That'd be hysterical. Yeah, the, the new look New Day is our truth. Omas and Kofi <laughs> Kingston. Yeah, the New Day. Xavier Woods results to. A managerial role. And instead of throwing the pancakes in the audience, they throw him to Omar and he eats them. Who's Omar? Omar. No, it's Omas. Omas. What's his name? Omas? We do got to get Omas back on TV, but we, we also got to get back to Raw. Let's go from one champion to another, okay? So we're talking about the Intercontinental Champion. Now let's talk about the World Heavyweight Champion, because in two weeks, Seth Rollins will defend the World Heavyweight Championship against Drew McIntyre at day one. And this past week, the two went face-to-face, -face, spoke heart-to-heart. The segment ended with McIntyre beating the shit out of Rollins. 
So was there any significance to this segment? Yeah, I think it's time to pull the plug on this Seth Ron. It's not doing anything for me. He's just the guy that wins the matches. Agree with Tiny Mike. Agree. Drew is going to win that match on day one. I didn't say he's going to win, but the run needs to end. It's like Roman's reign right now. Look at that. It's just dragging and nothing meaningful is happening. I disagree. He had a face-to-face with CM Punk last week that blew up the internet, and he continues to put on good match after good match, and he defends the belt every single month. What more do you want from a fighting champion? I want a story. I don't want a fighting champion when half of his story this year was I got a bad back. The story is he's the working man's champion. Regardless of injury, he's always going to go out there and he's always going to put on a show for the fans. And you can't say he hasn't done that over this last year. I mean, every match is just like, yeah, it's a good match. There's just a limit of substance to it. If you put the belt on Drew, you have a whole new avenue of what you could go down. Also, with CM Punk, that match doesn't need the belt for, for views. Once again, Tiny Mike is correct. That's what's going to happen. Drew is going to win this match for his mom. He even said it. His mom meant everything to him, and she died. He wasn't there because of wrestling. Seth's time is going to come to an end on day one, January 1st on Raw, and it is going to set up the CM Punk-Seth Rollins feud that will roll into WrestleMania. I personally don't see CM Punk winning the Rumble, and I just, I hope Seth isn't champion for around a year. I don't like long title reigns to make a title reign long. I think there's a clear time, okay, Drew is more over than Seth. Everybody is into Drew McIntyre's character. Everyone loves Seth Rollins, and it's hard to have a babyface champion on top for so long that people don't just turn around and hate the next day. He has a legitimate connection with fans. And I don't know, I personally am digging the championship run and I want him to stay champion. I like Drew a lot. I don't know, Seth Rollins versus CM Punk for the championship. It just, oh, it it reads really well off the marquee. If Seth is the champ or he loses, everybody's going to love him the same. He puts on a great show. I love Seth Rollins' music. He comes out, he plays to the crowd. If he's got the belt or he doesn't have the belt, the feeling is going to be the same. And why would you give CM Punk a shot at a championship? He hasn't wrestled or fought anybody yet. And everybody wants to elevate him to the top? Fuck that. Let him work his way up like everybody else. It's Drew's time. Put the title on him. You've actually persuaded me a little bit. I'm still going to be rooting for Seth, but I can see a world in which Drew wins. I just think it might be a little too soon on the heel turn to give McIntyre the title? Think about it. He's been so captivating because he's been this relentless Scotsman who will do anything to win the match. But we've only seen that side of Drew for what? A month and a half? Don't you want to open it up a little bit? You're saying the guy that missed his mom's funeral or her dying for wrestling is the bad guy? But that's the thing. is They're blurring the line in between him being a bad guy and a good guy because of the sympathy you feel for Exactly. Him. They're doing a good job playing with your emotions. Does Seth do that? I don't look at him as a heel, McIntyre, right now. I look at him at a guy that basically got the short end of the stick. How can you not root for a guy like that? And that guy's not a heel. Yeah, the Mark's over here saying, fuck this guy. He's an asshole. The Who Mark. are you? What kind Who of fucking you? name is the Mark? He's a Mark. That's what he is. He's like, ooh, Seth You Rollins. are a Mark. Hey, I'm going to bring the dark gun next week. I'm going to fire at him as we're I doing really show. wish we had chicken cutlets. Yeah, no, I got some water balloons in the car. We should fill them up and hit them. You don't have water balloons I in the car. I got them upstairs. What do you know what I got upstairs? You know everything I got. Well, now you're saying it's upstairs, not in the car. It wasn't the car before I bought it upstairs.
What does the chicken cutlets have to do with anything? I don't know. Imagine we had chicken cutlets. Honey Mike loves chicken cutlets. Remember I bought the tray in last week? There was like 16 in there. I went to grab one. It was like three left. This is, again, another lie. Anthony, I'm going to ask you a question. This ain't the mark, okay? Can Tiny Mike eat? Dad, you, you mentioned the other day that our collective weight is close to over 1,000 pounds. I hate to be the one to break it to you. We can all eat. But if we had an eating contest right now and there was a stack of chicken cutlets and we all ate as much as we can for an hour, you be honest with me. Yeah, I'll be honest Who would with you. win? I think right now, I think I could do it. You can't out-eat your brother. Forget it. I think on my best day, I could go toe-to-toe. All right, I got 100 fucking dollars. When we got from time next week, we're going to a hot dog truck. We're going to see who eats more hot dogs. Fair enough. Why should we do that? Let's just go to Aldi and get, like, three packets of hot dogs for $8. Fucking chef of the future over here. I forgot. Hey, last night you made that dinner. That was good, that steak with the sweet potatoes in it. I mixed olive oil into it. It was good. You used too much olive oil. Uh, it's I like olive oil. You're obese. I'm overweight, but I'm not obese. Gentlemen, E-L-E. Everybody love everybody, and let's... Oh, that's horse shit. Let's quit with the food talk, because we got a lot to talk about on Raw, so... So the next thing I want to mention... Give me Katana Chance. Sure, let's go into Katana <laughs> Chance and Caden Carter, who became the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions after defeating Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. What were your initial reactions to seeing new champions? Fuck these bitches. Same opinion with the Creed brothers. It's all right, here are these... I know they've been on the roster way longer, but wins two matches, title shot, except they actually win. Okay, now what are they going to do? I don't know. I don't get thrilled when I see this women's tag team division. Maybe it's me. I don't get it. When they were on and stuff, that's when I get up to go take a piss or I go get something to eat. Chelsea Green and Piper Niven did a great job to reestablish the division as champions. Now, if you take a look, there's like five or six legitimate teams that can go up against the new champions in Caden Carter and Katana Chance. You got... Uh, Shayna Baszler, Zoe Stark, Natalia, Tegan Knox, Indy Hartwell, Candice LeRae, uh, Maxine Dupree, Ivy Nile, Piper Niven, Chelsea Green. So WWE has done a really good job over the last month, month and a half, building credibility in the women's tag team division, despite the fact that it may not entertain you. Yeah, I'm not going to agree with Tony and say let's go ahead and revoke the 19th Amendment. However... <laughs> what are you talking about? Did I say I don't want women to vote? What the, <laughs> what the hell is this? You basically you said me over here as a misogynist and I'm a sexist. Your words, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm none of that. We are the world. We are the children. I think you make a good point that yeah, now we have some women's tag teams. However, what did the rave girl? What do they go by? What's their name? The party girls? They're uh, KC two. Uh, and, yeah, they like to party, and they things are tight. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Party girls are great. They do nothing for anybody. Chelsea Green was keeping that division, like, motivated and alive and getting people to challenge it. I don't see them coming at your emotions. To his point, Tony, a lot of these matches are just going to be like, oh, it's them. Let's go get popcorn. Let's go get a beer. And then, boom, they're going to hit their little... What's that finisher they do? The uh, after party. You don't need to look at them as the long-term answer in the division. I think you need to look at them as bridge champions. Yeah, so they're going to get railed to Kabuki Warriors is what you're going at. Exactly. Probably, which is fair, but it's I, I would have rather Chelsea Green eat it. But I guess you're doing heel on heel. You ever see when they go shark hunting, they throw the chum in the water first? That's what they are. They're chum. Just on air. You're okay with women's suffrage. Like, you want them to vote. Of course I want women to vote. I love women. God created women. It was the best thing that he ever did. All right, so let's leave the women's division there, and let's talk about Shinsuke Nakamura and Cody Rhodes really quick. Because backstage, Nakamura did another 
vignette where he kind of called out Cody Rhodes. Rhodes ended up attacking Nakamura backstage until officials had to separate them. A rematch between the two wasn't yet announced. Do you think that we get that at the Royal Rumble? I think they're stretching it to get it to the Rumble because what do you do with the two guys if you're going to have that match end before the Rumble? You got to start another feud. You got to come up with where they're going to go. Are both of these guys in the Rumble? Has anybody been announced for the Rumble? Cody Rhodes announced and declared for the Rumble. All right, so then they're not going to fight at the Rumble. That's an obvious. They've been doing these anime vignettes for Shinsuke Nakamura. I think what they're doing is they're like, look at this Japanese guy. He's a Japanese superstar. Okada, that could be you. Are they talking in Japanese when they're doing this? He's been talking in Japanese, and they've been putting anime cartoons in front of his words, depicting what he's saying. So it's like, my mist attacked you, Cody. And then it showed a picture of him in like a Japanese cartoon, misting Cody in the face. Oh, I get it. I'm telling you, the second Okada announces that he's not going to WWE, they're dropping the Shinsuke angle. That's all this is. Just a couple of notes that happened elsewhere on Raw. Ivar beat Akira Tozawa in a fun squash match, and Nia and Becky Lynch once again had words before Nia left Becky Lynch lying. Anything you guys wanted to mention from either of those two segments? Not really. Every week, Nia and Becky do the same thing. I, I don't get it. Becky comes in, threatens her. Nia comes in. They look at each other. Nia rolls out, and that's it. I don't get the. I, I don't see where they're going with this. It is official for day one. It will be Becky Lynch versus Nia Jax, and we've also got Rhea Ripley versus Ivy Nile for the women's world title. Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark versus Tegan Knox and Natalia, presumably a number one contenders match for the WWE Women's Tag Team titles, and Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. This is all on day one. All on day one. On Raw. On Raw. Man, it's a pay event for free. What match are you guys most looking forward to? I think Seth dropping the belt to Drew is the nice refresh or restart button Raw needs. Well, how many title matches uh, set for uh, day one? Two. Rhea and Seth? Yes. Rhea's not losing. I am very excited to see Ivy Nile with this opportunity. Given the spotlight, I think she's going to exceed expectations. She might, but she's not going to win. It's the same logic they do with the Creed brothers. Put them on TV for a couple weeks, make them look good, have them lose in a title match. It's just their booking one-on-one, and I hate when I can see through it. But it's the hardest time in wrestling to book good matches this time of year with the Rumble and Mania around the corner. It's hard to have a storyline around the end of December going into January. It's not easy. Anything else about Raw we want to talk about before we uh, go to the outro, wrap this up? <sighs> yeah, no authors of pain yet, but I guess because Karrion Cross is a SmackDown guy. I tried to do some research on him. I can't find nothing. I bet you couldn't find anything when Triple H signed back CM Punk. That's how you know it's real. <laughs> Duffel bag boys. Are we're, back. We're, we're keeping the duffel bag boys a secret. I would. They're sick. Most people don't even know who the hell they are. Well, not by the duffel bag boys. Authors of pain, yeah. You're like a, a conspiracy theorist, but for wrestling. I hate when I could see through wrestling. When they brought CM Punk back, I didn't even react because I was like, damn, they got me. With shit like this, nobody's going to see that coming. And I bet you it'd be fantastic because authors of pain are so much fun. They're meatier than anybody. They're, they're too many Braun Strowmans. And by many, they're like 6A. You, like everyone else, is so excited for the moment. Oh, boy, the Duffel Bag Boys are back. And then as soon as they're back for a week, I hate these guys. That's what's going to happen. Wrong. They're fantastic. Karrion Cross, he sucks. He needs the Duffel Bag Boys. All right. That seems about as good as any place to go ahead and take a little break. We'll be right back. Whammy! What's going on, everyone? Today's episode is sponsored by eating. Whether you're eating lean or slobbing out, getting some food in your belly is always one of the highlights of any given day. 
Not only does eating keep your strength up, but it can also be highly, highly enjoyable. I know Tony the father, Mikey P, and I thoroughly enjoyed our steaks, and we'll always be back for seconds. So grab a snack, sit back, and enjoy the rest of the show. I need to get going on some Christmas shopping. Christmas shopping? Well, I got plenty of time. What's today, the 20th? I got to the 25th. I'm going to start Friday night. I'm going Friday night and Saturday. Oh, Devin, she's my beautiful daughter, who I love to death. And I got her some Christmas gifts, and they came already from Amazon. And for me, that's early shopping. We're going to Devin's for Christmas, right? Yeah. You guys remember Christmas, Devin's last year? I don't year? remember any Christmas. Like, I get fucked every time. Well, last year... What we, do you mean you get fucked? I get blacked out. We drank a, uh, a handle of Honey Jack Daniels and another, like, half a handle of some type of other you, whiskey. You mean on Christmas Day, you drink so much that you forget Christmas? Yeah, I don't recall anything from last... Where were we? We were at Devin's last year. We're we all, Devin's. We all got Devin's? fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I might have a couple of drinks this year. No, you have gout. So I had gout severely once, and then I had a flare-up a couple times. And right <laughs> now, I'm gout-free. I might take a couple glasses of wine. I am not going to make buffalo chicken dip this time, though. No. Because last time I did, nobody ate it. What did I say on this podcast? Nobody's going to eat buffalo chicken and, dip? And nobody ate it, right? I don't understand why. It was good. Because you and I are in our 20s. Everybody else is older with bad GI systems. You can't just have pounds of ranch dressing <laughs> and Frank's hot sauce in a mixture and be like, eat it. I don't know if it was pounds, maybe pound. That's already too much. <laughs> Your buffalo dip is good. I like it. Thank you. I appreciate it. I want to make like this special drink. I think that'll be fun. Let's collaborate. Maybe we can make something together. I can go to the store and whip something up. But I need to let everybody know we are going to be taking a little bit of a break. And we're going to be coming back next week with our review show. Our entire year in review, we're going to talk about the things we love the most. So as a reminder, you can find us on X, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at It's Real to Us. We'd appreciate any support. Please remember to like. Please remember to share. We're, we're getting desperate, folks. Please. Did anybody get me a present? Because nobody asked me what I wanted. I asked you what you wanted yesterday, and I ordered you something before the show. You did order me something? Not anything big, but I just ordered Is it coming before Christmas? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm pumped. What about you, uh, little Mike? Did you... Yeah, uh... you're the only person that I know for sure what to get. You know what to get for me? Yeah. You know what? I got great sons. They're going to get me gifts, and I don't even, even have to beg. Did you get Michael or I a gift yet? No, he always waits till like two days before and then goes to the mall and he's like, I, I didn't see anything. Maybe you like it. Oh, bullshit. I take care of you guys fucking all year round. I have to get you shit. That's what I should get you. Well, it's not enough. It's never enough, for Christ's sakes. Pelties, the other day, you had me upside down shaking me. All the change came out of my fucking pants. All right, well, thanks again, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate the support. Is there anything you guys want to say before we close this show out? I want to wish everybody a healthy and happy Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate. And I hope everyone has a great time with their family. And that's what it's all about, Christmas, is being in with your family. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it closed. It closed. All right, bye, everyone. Our truth was arrested four times on drug charges.